Hey, genius, you call these seats? I can't see nothing from up here. You said you wanted cheap seats. Yeah, 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 cheap, but not Mount Everest. I mean, I can see the ocean from up here, but I can't even see home plate. Long afternoon, folks, here in the bottom of the ninth. Two outs, two strikes, three balls, and one lonely man on second in this 3-4 game. And this is going to be it. Here's the lineup and the pitch. And a hit! It's going up! Up! And it's out of here! It's really the walk of Homer! That's win! Okay, everybody! Oh, Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. My name is Thad Helsley, and I'm here with my co-pilot and pinch hitter... Cassia. Cassia, with no less name. The <laughs> And the advantage that we have over all other podcasts is that we are first uninformed and, 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 and obviously biased. So that just makes us better than a news organization. I disagree. I I feel pretty informed. I feel more informed than most of the other people I have to listen to. Okay, so you really actually don't don't have a basis for comparison. They don't really get into this the way that they're not talking about Mold Boy. They're not talking about... Okay, well, you haven't explained Mold Boy to the audience yet. Remember, this audience is completely uninformed. They're virgin (laughs) to your points of view. It's very good to just drop people in, to just drop them into the middle of the action. Okay, well, everybody put a pin in Mold Boy because you're going to hear a lot more of that. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. We're in the first uh, full week of spring training, and... Cassie and I watched the game on Saturday. What'd you think? Um, it was pretty forgettable. Okay. For the most part, I uh, blocked out the memory. It just seemed like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a real game. It was just the first game. They purposefully aren't really putting all of their weight behind one starter or one lineup. They're just rolling people through there's not really any pressure on any of them you know well that's true but you got to see a lot of the people we got to see a lot of people we never fucking seen before and we'll probably never see again (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm thinking we'll probably never see half those people again but here would be the the main question i would ask you what are you the most excited about for this season if anything uh, just Juan Soto, you know, seeing him develop, hoping he grows into the player that Bryce Harper kind of should have been but wasn't for the team. Okay. So I, I'm looking forward to that storyline the most. Mm-hmm. Well, what about, I know you've not been the biggest fan in past years of... The man you call Mold Boy, <laughs> Steven Strasberg, and we have it. We have a later esp- episode on our uh, our uh, list of uh, like great moments in Nance history, where you know, he <laughs> threw his very opening day. He threw this incredible shutout. Anyways, he's been kind of a douchebag since then. A huge douchebag. <laughs> and then 2017, of course, Cassia. We could never forget. Dubbed him Mold, Mold Boy. Boy. Maybe you want because to tell the audience he why. Didn't, he wasn't going to pitch the game in the playoffs. He was scheduled to pitch because there was some mold in the hotel room. There was mold in the hotel room. And there was traffic while they were changing 
hotels and there was a line at the elevator in the other hotel that he was limoed in between. I mean, it was just the and most... And the Evian water was not chilled. Ridiculous. <laughs> no, I mean, Evian would be an insult to this man. He's Fiji all the way. Ooh. Okay, but then he did miraculously do a turnaround he did, not, to, he did. not to get into that particular game but he did, and then he came out and he took us to game five but he is we were always... going to lose and he took us to game five he pitched a brilliant gray game even though he was supposedly sick to death yeah he was on the verge of death he was in the hospital bed because of some sort of mold allergy in a hotel that he hadn't been to for over 24 hours right. um but he, yeah, no, he he did. I, I don't want to take away, but it's it's not just about being good. You have to be good, but you also have to not be a total asshole in your personality. You know, this this game's not just about, it's about personality. People mm-hmm. want to have personalities that they root for. That's part of why you watch. That's the fun of baseball as opposed to football, where it's just these sort of figures running around. You can't see their faces. You know, baseball is so like... It's like radio. You see, you focus on each individual one at a time as they come up to bat. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, you know, none of these guys are Mother Teresa or Jesus Christ, okay? They are flawed oh, no, individuals. No, 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 no. They I are like people with talent. Yeah, so Bryce Harper, I mean, the only guy who you could, like, confer, the, the Pope is going to confer sainthood on would maybe be Anthony Rendon. Everybody else has some... I don't know. Ryan Zimmerman seems like a good guy. No, I, I, it's yeah, okay. it's not just about being a good guy. I think that it's also about being a good character. Um, Strasburg just has this kind of scowl on his face all the time. He just seems very arrogant and conceited, but he doesn't have much to say. I loved Jonathan Papelbon, one of my favorite ex-Nats, who was... Um, we well, only uh, picked okay, him just up. So, so for people that don't don't remember, he, was a he tried to strangle Bryce, Bryce Harper. Harper. That was fantastic. In the 2016 season. That was season. fantastic, but what really won my heart... He won my heart well before that. <laughs> which that really sealed the deal. Before, before strangling Harper <laughs> or attempting to on was, national television. I think he was uh, on in the Phillies, but he had gotten into a bad situation and then was kind of pulled from the game or booed off or something like that and he sort of shook his package at the audience in a very i mean i didn't want to say it you know he like put his hand down there and just kind of shook and he got suspended for many games and that's when the his his value went so low down that the nats were able to pick him up after Mm. that incident and i just thought that that was a great moment in baseball History. So it's not that I don't like a villain. I love a villain, but Strasburg's okay. not even a good villain. He's the most banal villain. No, you no. know what I mean. He's just I, like you can't say Strasburg is a villain. You no, can just he's say not a he's... villain. He's just like a dick. He's a he's a mold boy. That's what he is. It's okay. He's well, a whim. That's what you say, mold boy. Yeah, he's you a call wimp. him the yes. China doll. That you know. Yes. Different strokes for different folks. But he has performed brilliantly at times. At, as have we all, but that's well, not what baseball is about. yourself, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he's like Hemingway or Picasso. Big highs, big lows. So, Well, here's hoping he shoots himself in the head for <laughs> his next open out. Babe! ching All right, okay. I hope we get so, an out in that contract, which is ridiculous. Let's, let's, let's talk about... 
the well, wait, wait, hold on. Okay. You tell me what you're most excited about for this season. Oh, um, well, you know, I guess the... And well, it sort of flows into the next question about changes from next year. So the we entered last year. So I was so disappointed. I was, as you know, as we both were, at the end of um, twenty seventeen. We had this fantastic season. We almost won a hundred games. We were the best baseball team on planet Earth in the past several years. We got in the playoffs, and the Cubs killed us and then they fired our manager Dusty Baker and then they put in this new guy who we were like okay whatever new guy this is this is baseball it's business it's professional and he had been the bench coach for the World Series Cubs he'd had a fantastic record but he'd never been the actual manager he had interviewed back when Matt Williams if you remember back when Matt Williams was the coach for two years and uh what was it 2014 and 15 and then Dusty was 16 17 so he had interviewed for that Matt Williams job and um Mike Rizzo knew him but they said no they went for Matt he's a good guy he's a good guy but who cares? I it, well, you know, and then they like spring training started last year, and he brought these camels to the first day of spring training, and they cigarettes. It, no, 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 no. Actual animals <laughs> from Egypt. I didn't or whatever. hear this. Camels. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. <clears throat> well, we have. There's the video. We can post it on our website when we have a website, but. <laughs> I think people heard about it. Anybody interested in the national heard about it because the whole thing was like, get okay, over the hump, okay, get over okay. the hump, get over the hump. So the hump was like, oh, okay, they were yeah, just assumed that. That. that the team was so great. They were, they fired Dusty because he didn't get into the World Series with this perfect team that had won like a hundred games. Actually, they won like 98 games, but still they had the best record in baseball and why couldn't they get out of the NLDS so why didn't they get into the world series and the learners fired him you know and he was one of the most storied managers and ball players in the world and so they bring this guy who was like a very mediocre player i'm not saying anything against him as a human i'm sure he's the greatest dad in the world the greatest I'm just saying he was a mediocre player that. and he could never it like he was just stranded for 15 years like he's 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 my age he was stranded for 15 years as like third base coach or bench coach he could never elevate to actual coach because for some reason people said no so yeah. what you're saying is you're excited to watch Davey Martinez I'm excited really? to see how he changes his thing so his great players can do what they were supposed to do. We had the greatest team in the world last year, and we lost Murph. I mean, there's a lot of I don't know that we had the greatest team in the world. I mean, if we had the greatest team in the world, half of them were, like, in the hospital or, like, wrapped up in an ice bath. And Bryce Harper never really delivered. Well, he... You know, he had Except 30 home, home runs run derby, and he had like 100 runs, RBIs. Home runs he was do not well make a winning average. game. There's a lot more to playing baseball than no, getting No, no. I mean, run. he was not MVP quality. He wasn't doing, you know, uh, uh, no wonder he doesn't have a contract, you know. 
people are like, eh. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's yeah, dried up at 26. Maybe he's like RG3. He dried up at fucking 25. Like, no, no, Ooh, I mean 20, 23 wee. and a half. <laughs> Whatever. Next question. Any other ideas that you want to share about? I mean, I, I ranted about Dusty and Davey. Um, lo- I'm not, I'm not Dusty. impressed. We love Dusty. No, no. You, you love Dusty. I like Dusty. Matt. I loved Matt. I liked Matt because he had absolutely no personality whatsoever. <laughs> he was the most, bl- he was a blank page. He had this shiny, wow. bald head. And he was just so sort of serene. And the thing yeah. that I loved about him was the press conferences. That's what really got me. It wasn't the games. It was Matt Williams' press conferences where he would you could not tell from his demeanor whether the game was won or lost by the things that he said and the way that he looked you could not tell you had no idea there's almost no other manager that's like that he's he was a soak and i liked him and people hated him so much and i guess that the bullpen was fucked no they I don't loved think that him the first year fault. he won the manager of the year they hated him the second year as soon as you lose in this well, town look 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 you are lynched i don't care what race you are it's not about if the town, you were a sports town. figure the the peasants with the burning torches of every multicultural race on the planet will come out and get you, whether you're a basketball player, a baseball player, I don't player, think that anyone was being lynch lynched. They the, will drag you through the, the only mud. people with any power whatsoever are, are the Lerner family, and it's their problem. Because, you know, Rizzo didn't want to fire Dusty. We got into the same situation with Dusty the next year, who That's had right. a much better sort of collegial kind of dugout atmosphere the players seem to like him the, more no the players love he him. he related better to them yeah. and but the players like dust or david they too. don't they don't care well i don't I and don't he's know. a lot I think younger that we don't he's hear the true story there. i mean uh, dusty was close to 70 i don't these, early 50s. what they can't do math they don't know the difference <laughs> They, they. I don't they think that they like. I don't. School. I don't believe that anyone likes this Davy fella. I really don't. I mean, I. I think that he literally. They fired Dusty because the learners are just hardcore crazy people. To be honest, they didn't actually fire him. They just let his contract run out. Right. I know, but it so. was. It's an just, insult just in the so first place. That we're not. Sued. It's an insult in the first place to hire people of that caliber for such a short period of time and pay them so little money. Like compared to other managers, they're making so Two little money. Dollars isn't... But no, I'm I'm really just I try to ignore Davy as much as possible. I okay. think that the players probably do the same thing. All right, so <clears throat> let's just cover some of these bold roster changes that Mike Rizzo has made in the past few months. Patrick Corbin signed a six-year, $140 million deal. He was rated as the third best pitcher in the entire MLB behind Scherzer and some other guys. So that was a big thing. So he's And number three Scherzer's under- looking so great this year. Ouch. Bam. He let a home run go in the first inning of the first game of spring training. That's right. That's uh-huh. right. He did. He did. He did. He did. Even with these new catchers and everything. And like, but- it wasn't just like that was Giancarlo Stanton, and it was like, oh, whatever. That's just that guy's going to do it. He'd also let other 
guys get on base before that mm. and after that. Yeah, well, that's true. So you're, what, what you're saying he's going downhill? So he's, he's very He had he's his best uneven. year last year. He's had very uneven. But he's uneven. Well, he's not as uneven as... I mean, the two guys they let go, Gio and Tanner... Oh, we could talk about them for a long time. I mean, well, they're gone. I mean, Tanner. They're gone. Good riddance to Tanner. I think Gio. Well, well, you know, you would agree with me. You hated no, Tanner. no. I <laughs> any Tanner Gio game was, was hot like and cold. Tanner was hot and cold. I mean, I don't even know that Tanner was hot and cold. They had their kind of they had their years. They had their freezing. years. Okay. But even in his interview with. Some folks on one of the Washington... uh, Scherzer, I'm sorry. Thank you for clarifying. Um, Max Scherzer had an interview with some folks on um, a popular Washington radio station. And they said, okay, you're 34. Do you think you're at that age where you're going to start going downhill? And he said, well, statistically, I, I looked it up. It's really 36 where guys go over. Because he just had his best year. How, I mean, long he was, how long is he under contract with this team? Um, I think he's got a couple, two or three. He signed a seven-year contract. At the time, it was the biggest contract for a pitcher when it was like whatever it was, five or six years ago. So like every contract has to top the next contract. So he has one year left? Um, I think he's more than one year. Rendon only has one year left. Okay, well, whatever. Let's, let's move on here. But sure. But the thing is, if the problem with pitchers is they, the problem with everybody, everybody, Jason Worth. Jason Worth had fantastic. We have a whole show on Jason Worth, which we have to. I, I love Jason Worth. He was the man. I have to worship Jason Worth at one point. At one point. But, you know, at, one, at his last year was not his best year. He probably should have retired the year before. It was not like the go-out year, like the football quarterback uh, Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl and immediately retired, you know, won his third Super Bowl and said, I'm 41, I'm retiring. Well, I don't, I mean, that's just, if you take that view, then you think the only reason to play is kind of just to like well, you maintain want... a pristine record. I But, but the, the, the thing... last thing people remember about you is the last thing you did. And it's but not I don't. Just but it's sports. not. You just said you love Jason Worth. The last I thing do. you remember about him. Okay, but then he. You and I saw his. I don't think that he ceremony. was. I don't think that he was like at home really regretful because then he went out and got a DUI and like went to jail. <laughs> so I don't think he was like, man, I really got to clean up my image here. People are going to think badly of me. I, I don't think I that don't was think his he concern. Deliberately got a DUI, but me, I, who knows? I don't think anyone forced him to drink and drive. There's like no other way to get the deliberately. But he him. had this huge contract at the time where he stole him from the Phillies like seven years prior for $28 million or something like that. And for a position player, not a pitcher that was a big deal back in the 2000s okay whatever it's inflation it's yeah yeah it's garbage there is inflation. these deals are totally whatever okay so i just wanted to acknowledge something extraordinarily different uh, than the last 10 plus years so masson the mid-atlantic sports network that owns the broadcasting rights for both the Washington Nationals and the um, Baltimore Orioles, they um, their coverage 
for many, many years, more than 10 years, had been this veteran broadcaster in his late 70s, Johnny Holiday, And he was with a... Uh, was teamed up with a um, and and Johnny had been a broadcaster and had started in rock and roll and things like that and moved in sports. His partner was Ray Knight, who had been a World Series uh, baseball player in the eighties and the nineties, and then he became a manager and uh, finally went into broadcasting. So Johnny was doing the broadcasting, calling the stuff, and uh, Ray was. Uh, providing the color and all the, you know, the uh, incremental stuff, and 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 I I personally love those two guys. I liked Ray. <laughs> Johnny was just there. Johnny he... was extra- well. Here's the thing. So Johnny retired. I mean, and he deserved to. He's like late seventies. Ray, who was only maybe sixty, didn't retire. He. Just his contract didn't get picked up. He apparently got in an altercation with a neighbor and got arrested. I didn't read about this. Okay, I would well, like to know the well, truth. Well, we're going to have a whole episode just about that. I would like that. to know <laughs> the truth. Well, they're, they're... But they're both gone. That's they're the gone. bottom line. They're gone forever. They are gone. So, so the I big liked, change... I liked Ray. He, he was um, clearly very biased. You could tell that he was all of the nationals. And he was so furious. I mean, he would actually talk shit about the team, which pretty much no one else on Masson had the guts. To do. When they did really bad, but I mean, he was, which was still free, is always. I mean, they're always they always <laughs> have bad. There's always bad. Somebody's always having a bad night. That's Look, the point the of a last, team. No, they went to the playoffs like three years, like uh, three out of five okay, years. Okay, Jesus. I'm just saying. Okay, so our friends who would normally be. Unless you go to a game every night and have season tickets, our friends that you would normally see these two old guys, which I liked. Ray wasn't Cassie that old. Life. Okay, I liked Ray. Old. Johnny, Johnny was just there. He was like, Ray, somewhere about the blah blah blah, and he was. You know, and that's the thing. He had all this stuff because he had been a player. He'd been a batting coach. Been a none of it made coach. any sense. You didn't retain any of the matter. information. It no, didn't it didn't matter. matter. It just sounded it was like good. It was good. a guy explaining. The theory of cold fusion to you on a PBS, and you no, just bought it. I wouldn't quite have put it on that <laughs> level. But it doesn't <laughs> matter because now we have Dan Colco, who is okay. about the furthest from cold fusion you could possibly get. Okay. Now, okay, you've introduced Dan Colco, so let's describe I, Dan I, Colco. I can't really describe this. Dan is a young man. Woodland creature. He's probably... The thing that's interesting about him was he was the guy... There's so nothing so that's interesting John, about him, but sure. <laughs> well, he's been elevated to Anchorman for the Nance on Masson. So he got that promotion. And he had been sort of the field guy. So right. you had Johnny and Ray in the studio... And he was down in the dugout, and he had all these relationships with these guys. And like uh, before the game, after the game, he'd be like, "Sure, how was that? Was how was that last like... pitch?" People would pour Gatorade over him. But the thing that he shared in common with Johnny is they were both clothes horses, so they always had fantastic suits, pocket squares that perfectly matched their ties. I mean, they were just dressed to the nines. They were awesome. You know, and Ray was like, well, I, my wife had to give me this, you know. Ray looked terrible. That, you know, Ray looked horrible. She had to pull out of a I, I happen to think that 
Dan also looked horrible. <laughs> He's so he looked just so studied. He looked like a mannequin. He looked inhuman. His whole personality is non-existent. So okay, but now we have to fucking wow. watch him every day. Wow. Okay, so he's <clears throat> so if he's pits. if he's the new Johnny, if he's the new Johnny, his it's his, not going to be like that. No, his buddy is going to be the the guy who knows Bo something. Porter. Bo Porter, the guy who knows something yeah. about baseball. Well, who had I, been a player I, for I've three only years seen Bo and was Porter. a third baseman coach for the Nationals. I saw him for maybe five seconds um, during the broadcast when they were sort of introducing this during okay. the game. Dan Colco was beaming. He looked like he'd just been given, you know, a big cookie to. Our boy Dan, he's the best little boy on the Okay, baseball. well this is part of what baseball's trying. He was trying. so excited, you know, and it was it was repulsive his pride in himself. Okay. Can I can I interject career. a concept? But Bo didn't care at all. And he was like, "Yeah, thanks. Whatever. Yeah, cool. Looking can forward to it." Can I interject a concept here? I okay, well, fine. Okay. So, the subtext of this podcast is the fact that that we have a gener- we are related and we have a generational difference. So I'm technically Gen X. Well, and- now it's the text, isn't <laughs> it? I mean, it's really not. Okay. So baseball is trying very hard to get away from these old people. No, it's and not. Baseball's not. They, the, they always say this, just like the Oscars, which just happened. People say, yeah. we're courting younger viewers. We're courting. Yeah, they're yeah. full of shit. They're not courting younger viewers. They like to pretend that they are because okay. it sounds good for advertising or whatever, okay. but they know that they're not and they're not doing anything to really try. So, yeah, okay, pitch clock. Because there's nothing millennials <laughs> love more than a fucking clock <laughs> counting down for 15. I mean, go kill yourself. Okay, it's well, such bullshit. we didn't even get to the pitch clock, but I don't well, think I, we can I in this episode because we're way to. off of I thought 30 that's minutes. what you were leading into. No, it's no, no. Like we're I was getting to into minutes. this new lineup of these, like a 20-year-old guy, a 32-year-old guy, and a 24-year-old. The person who took over from Dan Colco is a, looks to me like a Fox Sports blonde and she's down in the dugout doing what Dan Coco did. To know. I I really well, they're think all blonde. You're, you have some kind of age complex. I don't think that. No, I just it's not read about. Relevant. I just watch every once in a while. I watch NBC, MSNBC, and they make fun of Fox. Not nothing against she her. I don't know her. She seemed pretty normal to me. She seemed pretty normal. I look. Masson makes horrible choices in general. Dan. Is is not good. This Bo Porter, I don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But if you go, okay, I like Dan Bob might Carpenter. Hear this podcast because we have a I hope he does, Dan. I hope he does because his podcast. And he's gonna I, be like, Cassie's gonna send you a fruit basket, and he's like, I'm not that bad, Cassie. I'm gonna send him a fruit basket. No, he's gonna send you one. Okay, well, please. I hope he spends some of his new anchor money on that. <laughs> but I, I don't really like... I would prefer an edible arrangement. Dan, oh, if okay. Well, Dan, are listening? Edible arrangement? Way to go. I don't want to pass the judgment on Alex Chapel or Bo Porter or these people before we see them. I can, absolutely. And I will freely pass judgment on Dan Colco, whose personality or lack thereof I have been suffering through for several years running now. I was going to try to get into the pitch clock, but I don't. We've way run out of time, so I just want to mention one thing. I'm very happy. Maybe you will disagree that we have our excellent closer Sean Doolittle, who is healthy 
and will be working for us in the coming season. But he is the biggest Star Wars nerd in the world. And so I want to just end on a light. Now, I know much you love Star Wars. I don't think that Star Wars nerd is even an applicable concept in 2019. I mean, you're not a nerd for liking Star Wars. Liking Star Wars is like... Okay, but there is a Star Wars day at the park, at like almost every single MLB park. There's a... Virginia Commonwealth University Day. <laughs> There's a fucking day for everything. But anyways, I just thought it was funny because he did that little interview on that first opening game, and they call him Obi Sean Kenobi, and he gets his own bobblehead. I don't understand the bobbleheads. I'll get into that maybe later. I guess where quote-unquote running out of time but yeah, i we are we're bobbleheads don't six minutes over thrill me as they seem to the general population all right well this was our first um maiden voyage into from the cheap seats and we hope that the initial people that hear it will think it's really an excellent discussion that is uh, nothing like what you would hear on popular radio or nbc sports or espn and um, you can hear the it's far worse than that. <laughs> so, thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and join us again on from the cheap seats. Take me.